Hi, this is Sandy. Welcome back to Wavy. While today's pod class will offer a practice to honor autumn, I also want to share some additional thoughts that arose as I looked a bit more deeply into the technical aspects of the fall equinox. That bit of research took me in a very unexpected direction, but eventually even those musings brought me right back to where I began. The first piece of information that interested me is that although the seasonal description of fall suggests that it begins on September 1st, the astronomical definition proclaims that the advent of fall coincides with the autumnal equinox. I think most of us feel and see the first signs of fall, you know, the the different quality to the clouds, the slight shift of tone in the blue sky, cooler nights, mood shifts. Most of us feel those things in accordance with the meteorological definition wherein fall arrives in early September. As for the astronomical definition, it turns out that even that is not exact. Apparently, the date of the equinox is not the date of what we think of when we think of equinox which is equal parts day and night, equal parts light and dark. That is actually called the equilux and doesn't happen until a few days after the equinox. Interestingly, the equilux occurs a few days before the spring equinox. So how did this information shift my thoughts with regard to Uh, today's episode. Well, it got me thinking about the word equal. What came to mind was how my mother used to base so many of her decisions with regard to parenting on being fair. In that case, fair meant to her equal, same treatment across the board. Of course, that did not hold up in most situations due to whatever the circumstances were at the time and the personalities and expectations associated with each of us, her children. When we were all adults and my parents made a will, it was, as expected, fair and equal, just as my lawyer father surely assumed was the way to go. Back then, I imagine my mom did not give it much thought and signed the papers she needed to sign. Cut to many years later, after my father's death, and as my mother was in the final years of her own life. What arose was her need to alter the way that my father had left things. In her quest to uphold fairness, i.e., that which was completely even and equal, she invoked grievances amongst her offspring. Things had shifted from fair to as-needed assistance throughout the years. Not all of us received the same aid, although each of us received abundant support in some way. When it came to outlining distributions on paper after all of these varied forms of support had occurred, suddenly fair did not seem just. 
What if someone had received more financial help over the years? What if someone made more money than the others? What if someone had married into wealth? What if someone were single without a steady income? My mother tried to consider all of these factors and in so doing her aim to be fair was thwarted by her kids demands for just thinking. So as it turns out, just like the equinox, what seems equal rarely is or can be, especially when it comes to nature. Instead, nature is equipped with mechanisms to maintain balance. There is no ethos in natural processes that demands justice or what is right. And there is no such thing as equal because nature is forever changing. The best thing to do is to learn how best to ride the shifts and transitions, be they personal or seasonal. What this means, of course, is the ability to shed what no longer contributes to harmony or balance or homeostasis, call it what you will. And upon elimination of such mindsets or behaviors, one then must nourish the perspectives or actions that restore balance. And we have to do this over and over and over again, such as the nature of nature and thus of human beings. So today for a practice to encourage such elimination, be it behavioral or physiological or psycho-emotional, we'll begin with a powerful round of spinal movement and breath work. This will clear the way for additional physical movement to encourage digestion. All of this aligns with the fall season's associated organ systems of lung and large intestine as put forth in traditional Chinese medicine. So to begin, come down onto the ground and help yourself into a comfortable seated position. Okay, as you are seated on the floor, go ahead and begin some spinal flexes. What that means is that regardless of how you're sitting, you're going to inhale, arch the spine, open the chest, draw the shoulders back, exhale, round the spine, let the head hang, curl the tail, pull the belly in. So it's always inhale to arch, exhale to round. You can let the head go along for the ride, which means you would be looking up as you arch, head drops down as you round. Let the shoulder blades come together as you inhale in the arch. Let them separate, widen as you round and breathe out. Inhale to arch or extend the spine. Exhale to round or flex that spine. Keep going, breathing in and out through your nose. You can move as slowly as you need to as you warm up the spine. Begin to release the muscular tension. Get everything into it. Put your all in there, breathing strongly, powerfully. And if you can, pick up the pace slightly, moving a little bit more quickly, breathing in and out. 
Inhaling to arch, exhaling to round. Arch, round, extend, flex. Keep it going. Keep the breath steady and strong even as you pick up the pace. Just a few more. Getting the blood moving. Ramping up the metabolic system. And bring that to a still. And then begin to circle the whole body to the right. Circling the torso in a clockwise movement. This can either be done by circling the whole torso through the waist, which means you're going to be kind of moving the body as one, or you could focus more on the rib cage, and that will really hone in on all the digestive organs, waking them up, stimulating those processes, breathing in as you circle through the front part of the circle, breathing out as you move through the rear half of the circle. And then you can pause and reverse the direction of your circle. So now you're circling either the whole torso or just the rib cage to the left, breathing in and out as you circle through the back, breathing in and out. Circling clock, or sorry, counterclockwise, moving your body circles to the left. Okay, and you can bring that to a close. Take a moment, resume natural breathing in through the nose, out through the nose. If you need to, feel free to breathe out through the mouth. Really help you regain your center. Steady breath. And now we're going to shift to what is called Kabbalabhati breath. This is a forceful exhalation, and it is a superb way to aid the expulsion of residue from the upper respiratory mechanisms. You can begin this at a moderate pace, but ultimately aim to increase the speed of your breath. Again, the emphasis is on the exhale. The inhale will take care of itself. Imagine that you felt a little bug go up your nose and you're now trying to force it out. So it would be exhale, 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 exhale. Again, it can be slower if you need to, but eventually you want to get to that fairly rapid pacing. Keep it powerful. Remember, you're trying to force a bug out of the back of your nasal cavity. Do 20 to 40 rounds of this according to how you feel on any given day. This is a great, what is called cleanup breath. Okay, so when you have finished that, take a deep breath in through the nose, exhale through the mouth as you transition to all fours. Once you are situated on all fours, take a moment here and wriggle and undulate through the spine in any way that feels good. Then pause and begin to refocus on your breathing.
as you are on all fours, inhale as you shift your spine to the left, forming a lateral C curve in the spine. Exhale to shift or bend the spine laterally to the right. Allow your head to move along with this. So when you shift the spine to the left upon an inhale, turn your head to gaze back at the right hip. Exhale to shift your spine right and let the head turn to look back toward the left hip. Repeat this back and forth lateral spinal movement for six more rounds. Inhale, spine goes left with a little look back. Exhale, lateral shift to the right with the backward gaze to the left. Okay, so from all fours, lower down onto your belly and immediately roll onto your back for a few rounds of alternating spinal twists. Inhale, your right knee in towards your body. Exhale to guide it across the body to the left side. Inhale, bring it back up into center. Exhale, release the leg long. So now switch sides. Inhale your left knee in. Take it over to the right as you breathe out. Inhale, bring the knee back up to center. Exhale, release. And you're back to the first side, drawing the right knee in. Upon an inhale, exhale to twist. Inhale, come center. Exhale, release. And the left side. Knee comes in as you breathe in. Exhale to twist to the right. Inhale, come center. Exhale, release. Continue this fluid alternation for three more rounds. All right, then go ahead and draw both knees into the chest and immediately extend the legs straight up into the air. Begin to kick your buttocks, alternating heel kicks. So you wanna make this a very rapid movement and you're going to rev up your breathing to match the pace of your kicks. So as you kick, 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 left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, kicking your own butt, you'll be breathing in accord with that. So each time you exhale, it's a kick. So it's breathing in and out and in and out. Kick, 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 breathe out, breathe out. This is going to result in something akin to the breath of fire, which in and of itself is an energizing breath and will also amplify the process of elimination. Keep going with these butt kicks for about 30 to 60 seconds. And now with the knees drawn back down into the body, you're in a little ball Hold on to the legs and rock back and forth along your spine. Do this a few times, kind of ironing out any re remaining tension in your back muscles, and then eventually roll yourself up to sit.
Alrighty, once you are up, go ahead and find your preferred seated position for meditation. We'll be using what is called Sepana Mudra here, accompanied by snake breathing. So for the hand gesture, the mudra, interlace the fingers of both hands and let the thumbs rest across each other as they naturally will. From here, extend both of the index fingers straight and keep them together. Place your hands in front of the low belly. Take a moment to consciously relax through the shoulders and the neck and the mouth and the forehead. Then tip the hands so that that pointer created from the two index fingers points downward. This is the gesture of elimination. With your eyes closed, inhale through the nose. Exhale by emitting the sound through the teeth. Yes, this is yogic snake breathing. It's an inherently calming breath, but that sound also corresponds with the lung and large intestine system. It is one of Qigong's five healing sounds. Between the mudra and the sounded exhale, you are fortifying your intention to release unnecessary elements from your life, your mind, your body. Continue with this breathing and mudra for at least one minute and up to three. Again, you're breathing in through your nose and out through the teeth with the sound. Shoulders are at ease. Back of the neck, the throat, the jaw, the skin on your cheeks, your eyebrows, your forehead, your ears, all begin to relax and release. The mudra is helping to eliminate all waste of all forms. The breath too is aiding that as it helps to restore harmony, calm, balance. Breathing in through the nose and out with the sound. After one to three minutes, feel free to come onto your back for some time in Shavasana, further integrating the energies of elimination. Happy fall. Thank you for practicing with me. Until next time, bye.